Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Praise God. So, we're going to move this along today. Like I said, a little bit different service. We have a guest speaker. I'll introduce him after we greet each other. But is there anyone in the house that it is your first time in Kingsgate Church on a Sunday morning? Some of you, it's been a while. First time? You guys, welcome. God bless y'all. I'm not going to call you by name today just so we can move along. First time? Hey, God bless you, sir. Welcome. Immediately following the service, um, Pastor John will be announcing it. I'll meet you in the coffee room. We have a special gift for you if this is your first time. And if it's been a while, welcome back. And if you belong here, welcome home, all right? So if you would, say hi to somebody. Give them some love today. You can get out of your seats, and we'll meet you back here in a moment. So today, we have a special guest. Um, he and his wife are here with us. And this is with Christians United for Israel. So it's going to be very informational. Some of the stuff you do, maybe don't know, but some stuff will be a great review. And it's important because of the covenant God made with Israel. Did you know you are here today because of God's covenant with Israel? That's why Jesus came through his people Israel. So we have in the house... Um, past, Pastor Barney Carbohal III and his lovely wife Sandy back there. Give them a hello today if you would please. God bless y'all. They pastor Abundant Life Christian Center in Rio Communities. You never heard of that. It's a very newly incorporated city near Belen. Rio Communities, New Mexico. And he is the, the coordinator for New Mexico for Christians United for Israel. So let's go ahead and give him another warm welcome as he shares with us his presentation today. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I'm going to go ahead and put my uh, clock up here. Jonathan told me that uh, if I go over time, I don't get one of those burritos tomorrow. And I am promised that if I eat that burrito, I will have a vision of God. Okay, so we're really, really looking forward. I want to thank everybody for being here. Thank you. We're going to get moving right along. Uh, Pastor Jonathan, as many of you know, just returned from a trip uh, to Israel, sponsored by Christians United for Israel, and it was, I want to say something here, this brother is absolutely amazing, you are very blessed to have him, he loves Israel with all of his heart, 
and I know this church does too. I mean, just to meet everybody, uh, the pastor's father, his brother, Matthew. Matthew Israel? Oh, wow. <laughs> Obviously, somebody likes Israel, okay? So they do. So we're going to get started this morning. Uh, I do want to thank you again for opening your doors, opening your hearts to this morning's presentation. And to keep with my schedule, I really do want to begin the presentation right now. Let me begin by saying that Christians United for Israel uh, and our founder, John Hagee, are evangelical. We're an evangelical group. We believe that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. We also believe that he is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. We also believe that he is Messiah, and also that I want you to know that to be pro-Israel does not mean you have to be anti-Arab. And Matt, our Jonathan will tell you that. He's seen how Arabs and Jews in Israel work together and, had, and how Israel is a blessing to their neighbors all around them. We do believe in the biblical mandate to make known the historical, the biblical, and the present-day truth about Israel and to stand for and to stand in defense of Israel and our Jewish brethren. And because of God's unconditional command to stand for and to bless Israel, we do not require that our Jewish brethren convert before we stand with and for them as God commanded us to do. We're not ashamed to share our faith with them or anyone else. But whether or not a Jewish person converts, we will carry out God's unconditional command to bless them, to stand in defense for, for our Jewish brethren from all the demonic and the vile works of anti-Semitism in all its forms and from the gravely mistaken idea of replacement theology. What do you, see, what do you mean by that? It's a theology that says the Jews rejected Christ, so God's finished with the Jews. And in the next few minutes, you're going to find out that is absolutely not true. He has not replaced Israel with the church. Today, Kufi, you can go to the next slide, please. Kufi is the largest pro-Israel organization in America with almost 12 million members. Here's the great news for me as a state coordinator. In New Mexico, there are over 107,640 members of Christians United for Israel in New Mexico right now. Yeah, in a state of only 2 million, and we're excited to say and to see, as I travel around the state, there is a strong, strong support for Israel and our Jewish brethren here in New Mexico. So this morning, the title of this morning's presentation and the theme of this presentation is Israel Is. And so I want to begin by looking at what Israel is. Next slide, please, if you would. Israel is not a mere political issue. It's a biblical issue. And part of standing for Israel does take place in the political arena. However, our stand for Israel is founded on the everlasting and unbreakable covenant that God has with Israel. And this covenant is found in chapter 15 of Genesis. It's referred to as the Abrahamic covenant. How many of you in here are willing to say amen at a presentation like this? How many, how many of you are willing to say amen that Israel is the apple of God's eye. The pupil. That means he's focused on them, and that also means he's very sensitive to what happens with them. So if you put the next slide up, please. How did it all begin? What happened? If you get nothing out of today's message, my prayer and strong desire is that you will get this because this is essential not only to our Jewish brethren, it's essential to every person in here, every Christian sitting in this room. It all began when the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had parted from him, look around for where you are, to the north, the south, to the east, and to the west. 
all. Can everyone say all? How much is all? How much is all? Hebrew definition of the word all is all. All the land that you see, I will give to you and to your offspring forever. Everyone say forever. forever. Two key words, all and forever. Question, how long is forever? Forever. Abraham believed the Lord and he credited to him as righteousness. Next slide, please. But Abraham said, sovereign Lord, how can I know that I will gain possession of this? Now, some have said that, Abra that you know, after God gave him this tremendous promise, that Abraham kind of was like, how am I going to know? I mean, this is so big. How am I going to know? No, this is a rhetorical question. And you say, what is a rhetorical question? It's a question that you ask, but you know, you're trying to draw a certain answer from someone. For instance, when God went to Adam and said, did you eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? God already knew that, but he wanted to draw a response from Adam. In this, it, right here, this is Abram going, wanting to draw a response from God. Sovereign Lord, Lord how can I know that I get, I'll gain possession of it? That's a powerful question. Because at that time, it, there in the Near East, Abraham understood there's one thing that can guarantee this tremendous promise to me. One thing. They understood it. They understood covenant. And he's saying, God, the thing I'm, that I need, the thing I'm looking for, the guarantee, is your covenant with me. So the Lord said to him, bring me three, a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old female goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. Then he brought all these to him, and he cut them in two down the middle and placed each piece opposite the other. But he did not cut the birds in two. And it came to pass, when the sun went down and it was dark, behold, there appeared a smoking oven and a burning torch that passed between those pieces. And on the same day, watch this, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying to your descendants, I have given this land. Now, why is this so important? Because in those days, they understood covenant. And when the covenant, when the covenant was made, what would happen is just what you see here. Two parties, basically, the way it normally worked was they would come, they would talk about the covenant, the articles of the covenant, agree on what each party was to do, that the covenant would stand, what they agreed to do. They would also cut the pieces in half. And then they would walk through those pieces. That basically is ratifying the covenant. And then they would turn and look at those pieces and they would say, if either one or both of us breaks this covenant, this is what will happen to us. Say, wait a minute. That I thought you said two people walked through that. The shocking thing to Abram was the fact that he didn't walk through that. The only one that walked through those pieces was God. That's what that, what the uh, burning torch and smoking oven symbolized. God himself, by himself, walked through those pieces. And what God did... My brothers and sisters, I'm ready to shout. Okay, can I get a little Pentecostal in here if I can charismatic something? Okay, all right? Okay. What God did with that was he said this covenant is not dependent upon anyone else seeing it be fulfilled but me. And what God did was put everything on the line, who he is. He put his name, he put his word, he put his character, he put everything on the line for that covenant. And he is saying if that covenant cannot stand I take full responsibility, and if that covenant can't stand, then God either is a liar or God fails. But God cannot lie, and God cannot fail. Can I hear an amen in this room today?
Unlike the, covenant, unlike the covenant and the founders of our nation, the covenant was made in this nation. Some of you heard, we had our founders made a covenant with God. In that covenant, both partners of that covenant have to perform their part for the covenant to stand, and God will certainly keep his end. But Israel is the only nation on earth whereby God alone made a covenant with the people of the land. He bound himself to, he bound himself to the people and the land. He bound the land and the people to him. He bound the people to the land and the land to the people. I want to make a brief comment on that because some people have said, well, you know, why don't we just give Israel some land? And give, give it to them in Africa. Give it to them in South America. Give it to them. We've got land here in America. Give, it to, give them somewhere. How come that little piece of land over there? I mean, why, why you know, why, why the big fuss? The big fuss is, you just read it. God said, I'm giving you that land, and I promise it to you, and that land is yours forever and ever and ever and ever. Let me say something here that I think is really important. That absolutely defies replacement theology because God said, I am giving you this land now forever and ever. That's why no one can say, oh, God's finished with Israel. As a matter of fact, he's anything but finished with Israel. And we give God praise and thanksgiving that he's faithful to his word. That is why Israel will never be driven into the sea or her people wiped out or her land taken from her once and for all. And even though Israel's enemies have said and they keep saying, the blood of the Jews will flow in the streets. We will drive them into the sea. Let me say this to all who would think that. To fight against Israel is to fight against God who never fails and cannot be defeated. To stand for Israel, which you're doing today, to stand for Israel is to stand for God, knowing that God fully backs his covenant with Israel and Israel and we who stand for Israel are on the winning side. Amen. And if you're like me, when you play, you play to win and you like to be on the winning side. And this is guaranteed the winning side. <laughs> Therefore, we can all in here, and I want to hear you say this. I, I don't speak much Spanish. The Spanish I speak fluently, I can't use anymore. <laughs> uh, some of you got it, okay? But I do know this. We're, I think because of this, we can all say this together. And we can say it with confidence, we can say it with boldness, and we can say it with assurance. Viva Yisrael. Let, yeah, let me say that. Viva Yisrael. Give God praise and give God glory for that. Amen. You know, that covenant's not good. You can take your Bible and you can use it to line your birdcage. That's how important that covenant is to Israel and to us. God cannot and God will not lie. But what else is Israel? Israel is light and Israel is truth. You see, through Moses and the prophets, Israel brought forth to the world the light, the knowledge, and the revelation of the only true and living God. Jesus the Messiah, Jesus the Savior, the light of the world, descended from the line of David, a Jew. All the patriarchs in the Bible, all the prophets, all the apostles were Jews. Joseph and Mary were not Catholics. They were Jews. John the Baptist was not a Baptist. He's a Jew. He's a Jew. Every book in the Bible except for the Gospel of Luke and the book of Acts were written by Jews. Christian, without Israel and without the Jews and without Judaism, there would be no Christianity today. 
And that is why in the Gospel of John chapter 4, Jesus made a powerful statement. When he, when he said this, salvation is of the Jews. It came through that line. And this is why Satan has always greatly hated them and has worked unceasingly to wipe them out. Next slide, please. Next slide. Thank you. Israel is resilient. What do you mean by that? They are always able to recover. From the beginning of anti-Semitism in ancient Egypt to their dispersion throughout the world by the Romans in A.D. 70, to the horrible persecution by the Crusaders and the Spanish Inquisition, and to the world's most vile act of hatred, anti-Semitism. Matter of fact, if you go to Google and, you've, and you ask the question, what is the oldest form of hate? You will see page after page after page after page that says anti-Semitism. They've been resilient to the horrible persecution by the Crusaders and the Spanish Inquisition, the world's most violent hatred, like I said, anti-Semitism, the Holocaust, where six million Jews were murdered by the Nazi regime. One and a half million children were included in that. And yet through all of that, the people of promise, the Jews, have not only survived, they have also thrived because God is faithful to his word. He's faithful to the covenant and to Abraham and his descendants and along with the fact that God is on their side. Next one, please. God made a promise to Israel. They were dispersed. They were taken captive in Babylon. In AD 70, they were driven out to be scattered throughout all of the world. But God made a promise way back through the prophet Amos when he said, I will bring my people Israel back from exile. And on May 14th, 1948, Isaiah said, can a nation be born in, in one day? And in one day, nation Israel became a nation. After 2,000 years of dispersion, listen to this. If you can, you want to know if God exists? You ever wonder, can God keep his word? You ever wonder, is he hearing my prayers? Is he going to keep the promise to me? Listen, 2,000 years, they were driven out. Scattered throughout the world. But in 1948, and from this time, they've been brought back from the four corners of the earth. They're brought back with their religion intact. They're brought back with their culture intact. They're brought back, and their language is resurrected. They're brought back, and they go from a developing nation to now a developer nation, helping all the other nations in the world become better and more productive. That's a miracle. The fact that they're back is a miracle. A huge miracle. He said, they'll rebuild the ruined cities, live in them. I'll plant, they'll plant vineyards and drink wine. They will make gardens and eat their fruit. I will plant in Israel their own land. Everybody say, never again. Never again to be uprooted from the land I have given them, says the Lord. Next slide, please. The desolate land will be cultivated. Instead of lying desolate in the sight of all who pass through it, they will say the land that was laid waste has become like the Garden of Eden. The cities that were lying ruins, desolate and destroyed, are now fortified and inhabited. Get ready to shout. Look at the next slide. This is, this is the Edron, Edron Valley in the, in the 1920s. It was, it was mosquito-infested, swampland, nothing productive. This is the Edron Valley today. Next slide. Next slide. Thank you. This is the Hula Valley. See them right there? They're wearing all the protective gear for mosquitoes because Israel, when they came, 
came in. It was swampland. The land of Israel will not produce for anybody except the rightful owners. That is an amazing fact. They are there at the land. It, it, it's swampland, full of malaria, full of mosquitoes, Hula Valley. Next slide, please. This is the Hula Valley today. Now get ready to say wow. Next slide. There are a bunch of Jews standing right here, and it's sand dunes. They have just purchased this barren land from a bunch of Bedouins, and they paid uh, an exorbitant amount of money for it. They are gathered together because they take seashells, and they're writing the names of the family on the seashells, and they're putting them in a bucket. Look at this land. 1920s. Next slide. Today, this is that land, Tel Aviv, the one, of the most, one of the most powerful, uh, uh, innovative cities in the world in medicine and science and you name it. You tell me if God can't keep his promises. Amen. Amen and amen. Next slide, please. Next one. Israel is hope. Israel is hope. Through their worldwide leadership and advancements in technology and in medicine, agriculture, and the sciences, and then their worldwide first responder humanitarian aid, even to their enemies. Today, they're helping people in Syria and in Turkey. Syria is technically at war with Israel, and yet they're helping them in this tremendous disaster that is taking place. And they're helping, Israel has been offering the world hope of a better, safer, more healthful, more productive life. And even an increasing number of Israel's Middle East Arab neighbors see Israel as hope. Hope of a safer, more stable Middle East along with the essential of being able to stop the radical terroristic regimes and organizations. Did you know that Israel is our first line of defense here in America against terrorism? The Abrahamic Accords, which some of you have heard about, where a number of Israel's neighbors have joined together with Israel to advance interaction and cooperation with each other is living proof of the hope that Israel offers and to and is recognized by others. And you know, it is the only true democracy in the Middle East with full rights for all of its citizens Israel stands as a beacon of hope to the nations around her. Next slide. That's what Israel is. Biblical, life, hope, resilient, truth, eternal. Next slide, please. But Israel faces a huge challenge today, all around the world and increasingly here in America. Anti-Semitism, you find it in churches, you find it in media, you find it in universities, neighborhoods. That word colleges, I, would, I wanted to change that, and I didn't on this slide, but you find it in government today. Some of the most anti-Semitic statements are being spoken in our government today. You find it even in churches with replacement theology. Next slide, please. I want to play this quick interview. Let me know if I'm doing it time. If you need me to cut it, just go like this, and I'll say no. No, I'm not. no I will. Let me know, please. Uh, okay. This would be funny if it wasn't so true. Would you play that, please? Seems not to be working. Okay. <laughs> let's, go, let's go to the next one, please. So what is, what is Kupai doing about this anti-Semitism? What's happening? Kupai is doing work on our campuses, on the campuses today. There's, there are hundreds of camp, college campuses now that have a Christians United for Israel on campus. They are working, these students are working at their own time, uh, with their own energy and efforts to bring the truth to the American campuses here in the United States. Don't forget, many of the leaders of our nation, many of the leaders of our nation are gonna come out of these campuses. And that is why 
Christians United for Israel works feverishly for that. As a matter of fact, one of the young ladies that he heads a big, huge reason, region for Christians United for Israel on campus, Cherith Runyon, um, someday we can get have her come. She is a dynamic speaker. But she says this. She, she's running that it, and overseeing that area. And it all started with her coming to a pastor's breakfast. Her parents came to a pastor's breakfast. They liked it. They went back and told, told her, we want you to go to the Washington, D.C. summit. Cherith went to the Washington, D.C. summit and came back wired up. She spoke at one of our huge citywide events for Christians United for Israel. One of the leaders of Israel was listening to it and said, we got to get that girl. we got to get that girl. And she's with a team. She's now full time. And they are making a huge difference across the land right now. Kufi is working in high schools. The younger you get them, the better off you are. Can you say amen to that? I don't know how many of you are familiar with Al Jazeera TV, but that's, that's the Arab TV. I've seen videos, and you will see these cute little videos, and you see these Mickey Mouse characters, and they're all going, nah, 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 and they're speaking Arabic, and it looks like, wow, you know, this is pretty, really neat. You know what they're saying? Those little kids are repeating it over and over again, death to the Jews, their blood will, will flow in the streets. We will be martyrs, we will kill Jews. I have seen it. The younger you get them, the more important it is. And that's why Christians United for Israel is doing work on college campus. They're doing now into high schools and even working to go even younger. It's imperative, imperative that we reach our younger generation with the truth about Israel. Because if this nation ever forgets Israel and turns her back on Israel, we are in deep, deep trouble. It's a fact. Next slide, please. Does that next slide? Next slide. There we are. Here's what you can do. This is brand new. This is called Kufi, Kufi Reps. Pastors all across the land are very excited about helping Israel. They get very excited when they hear the presentations brought out the land by different speakers from Kufi. But how many of you know pastors are busy? You don't. <laughs> you <laughs> bring me back and I'll convince them they're busy. No, you know they are. All right. They're very busy. And they like to, they like to, uh, they like to support things like Christian United for Israel. But their time is very limited. I know I'm a pastor. There may be some of you in here who say, I would like to be a Kufi rep. And Kufi rep, if you can see right in here, you can go ahead and read this because I want to make sure I don't go over my time. But they help the pastor. They give assistance to the pastor with meetings like this and different events that may come up. If you are interested in being a Kufi rep, please leave me your name or actually, you know, see your pastor. He'll know, he, he, you know, and he can talk to you about it and, or I can send him, I will send him the information. But Kufi reps can now serve, a, can be a big hand to a pastor in helping to promote the truth of Israel in their cities. And then, next slide. This is the Israel course. This course is absolutely amazing. I'm taking it for the second time. Actually, I'm gonna start the third time on it. It is a course that um, you can take it at a different speed, but it's a 20-week course. And I'm telling you, you go through that course and you're gonna be one of the most knowledgeable people of Israel in the, in the state, I'm sure. It is an interesting course. Uh, you can sign up for it. There's a QR code there if you'd like to take a picture of that and, you, and it will take you to that and give you information on it. And again, I'll be glad to follow up with that uh, but I would encourage you, encourage you to take it. It can be used, as it says here, for self-study, small groups, 
seen here at home or church and community settings, and we've seen them used in all, and we are seeing tremendous results with it. Next slide, please. Please take a look at this. This will contain all of, most all of what Coupi does. You, you can get that, all the, all the materials in, in the lobby there in the foyer are free. And I ask you to take a look at that and you will see what Christian Science for Israel does much more than what I have time to tell you about. And I think you'll be very encouraged by it. Next slide. Because Israel is, Coupi is. I'm going to close with this. Coupi is committed to God's word, which says in Isaiah 62.1, because I love Zion, I will not keep still. Because my heart yearns for Jerusalem, I cannot remain silent. I will not stop praying for her until her righteousness shines like the dawn and her salvation blazes like a burning torch. Christian United for Israel is committed to seeing that our nation remains both a friend and a partner to Israel. In his support for Israel and our Jewish brethren, Kupai is committed to stand and work against, and I say this over and over again, but it's, it's, it's something we must deal with, anti-Semitism in all its forms and also replacement theology. And Christian United for Israel continues to make significant advancements in media. They were on cutting edge during COVID. When COVID came, they were ready for it. As a matter of fact, in COVID, our numbers increased greatly. Churches may have been shut down, but our numbers increased. They've made tremendous advancements in colleges, universities, in churches, and in legislative bodies, both in state and national levels. Kupai has, has helped to pass legislation against, anti, against BDS, which would boycott divestment sanctions against Israel. In other words, companies would be penalized for doing business with Israel. It's a desire, it, that work of BDS is desired to demonize Israel and to break them. Kupai has worked and now in over 35 states, I believe it is, there is anti-BDS legislation in the states. Amen, praise God. But you know what? It's made possible like, with people like you. It's not just an organization does it. It's all of us together. Next slide, please. Today, you have with you, you should have the Israel Pledge Card. This pledge card is not a pledge for money. Not at all. The, the pledge card is, a, is your agreement with the fact that Israel has a right to live in the land. Israel has a right to defend herself like any other nation. How dare the United Nations tell Israel, you can't defend yourself. They are a sovereign nation. And that Israel pledge card will also give access and, and awareness to a number of things, key issues that come up in, le in legislation with Israel. Um, events that come up, discounts that come up when you go to register at the summit, which I want to close with this right now. It's very important, though. When we go to Washington, D.C. every year for the summit, we had over 5,000 show up. This year, we will have probably about 1,800, and the only reason for that is we're in a, in a facility waiting to move to a m major facility again um, in, in Maryland, I believe it is where 5,000 can once again come. I want to share with you, if you sign that pledge card and you send it in, Israel will notify you of, of things that are coming up, key issues in legislation. Your phone call, your email, has a tremendous impact on these people in Washington. I've been going now for something like 14 years or so. I have seen it with my eyes, the effect that it has. But nothing makes an effect like when you have 
in meeting with your congressmen and, and women and, and your senators, your representatives, and you walk into that office and a group of people walk in, every one of those people represents thousands and thousands of people. And it has a huge bearing on the reality and the seriousness of taking the issues that we present to them has a huge bearing in the decisions they will make at times. I've seen congressmen, I've heard of and seen congressmen in there when I've gone, and congresswomen and, 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 and senators change their mind on issues that would be detrimental to Israel simply because somebody showed up. You can make a difference. We've taken as many as 60 people from New Mexico there. We'd love to take even more. We're coming back after COVID and we'd love for you to be a part of it. It makes a great vacation, by the way, and Kupai even has some special things for you. If you decide to do that, they can help with uh, arrange tours and so forth. But the, the most important thing is that we show up. I'm gonna tell you right now, and I gotta clear this. There's a lot of people doing a lot of weird things. They don't mind showing up. They don't mind acting a certain way. They don't mind saying certain things. They don't, they'll travel all the way to Washington, D.C. I'm going to be nice as I can, okay, because I'm a sweet guy and a lovable fuzzball. <laughs> they'll show up to Washington, D.C., dressed all crazy, saying all kinds of crazy things to get their crazy points across. We as Christians should make every effort to show up in Washington, D.C. to make our voices known for Israel because it blesses Israel and it blesses our country. And we're hoping you will be a part of that. I just want to say thank you once again to this church. It's an amazing church. Amazing people. We thank you for opening your doors and your hearts this morning's presentation. We thank you for your prayers, your love, and your support for Israel and our Jewish brothers and sisters. And may our great God and Savior, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, bless you, bless yours, and bless this church. God bless Israel, and God bless America. Thank you. I want to just emphatically state this again. If you read your Bible, you'll see that we are where we are today because of God's covenant with Israel. Don't you ever forget that. If you see Christians that are anti-Semitic, meaning they're, they're haters of Israel or they have a problem with Jews, look, there's some Jews out there that are crazy. Some of the most famous atheists and agnostics came from the Jewish race. But it does not mean God has forgotten them. He's going to keep his end of the deal. And Scripture says one day they will be saved again. So it, right now it's more of a rare thing. They call themselves Messianic Jews. They don't like to go by the term Christian because they were persecuted and killed by the Nazis even who claimed to be Christians. But these folks are called by God to serve him. It's in their genetics. So always remember to pray for Israel. Always remember to pray for Jerusalem. Scripture says pray for the peace of Jerusalem. You know you'll be blessed just for loving Israel. It's amazing. So, Scripture says, once again, I will bless those who bless you, I will curse those who curse you. That's to Israel, that's also to you as believers. Here's the crazy amazing thing, and then we'll pray one more time, and then we'll take up our offering. The crazy amazing thing is, all those promises are yours and more in the New Testament. Those 
who bless you will be blessed, those who curse you will be cursed. And it all started with God's covenant agreement, his blood covenant with Abraham and the nation that would follow. Okay? So pray for Israel. Bless Israel. We thank you, Pastor Barney, for today. And Sandy, thanks for being here with us. We love you guys. That is a truly a mission of hope and truth. People must be educated about Israel. There are believers who just don't really know that Israel is God's people because they don't read their Bibles like they should. So we've got to be educated on where our faith came from. It all began with Abraham, and then it became Judaism, right? And then now it's Christianity or faith in Jesus. You are believers because of God's covenant, ultimately, with Israel. And he will never forget his people. He's never going to forget you, but it all started with Israel. Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And that is the same covenant and better that he gave Israel. But he's never going to leave his people alone, never going to forsake them, no matter what. They've always come back. They're resilient, and we can be the same. So pray for Israel today. Also on your way out, don't forget, there's free material Get as much of that as you can. They brought that here for you. It's free. Educate yourselves on Israel and their history through Scripture. All right? So I'm excited to have you guys today. How many of you learned something today? Raise your hand. You learned something? All right. If you don't raise your hand, then I don't know if you're telling the truth. All right. Let's get ready. Let's get ready to take up our offering. If you would, if you need an envelope for tither offering, go ahead and raise your hand. Part of today's offering will be given to Kufi. Christians United for Israel, once again, part of this offering will go to this astounding and amazing organization. And remember, it's not, you know how it's not always popular to be a believer? It is not always popular supporting Israel, like Pastor Barney said. People like to boycott Israel. It doesn't make any sense. They claim that Israel is performing the same Holocaust that the Nazis did. It's not true. You can't prove that or substantiate that. So today we're giving to this Christian organization um, founded by Pastor John Hagee. Part of what, what you give today will go to Kufi, Christians United for Israel. Let's go ahead and pray today as you get your tithe and offering ready. Father, we honor you, great God of the universe. Thank you for today, your promises, your word, and this time together. We worship you, Heavenly Father. Receive these gifts, Lord. Receive these gifts. You don't need our donation, but we need your blessing. Thank you for the commandment of the tithe and offering. We bring it joyfully today. We give it joyfully, whether it's text to give, whether it's in person. Lord God, we give with full hearts, and we thank you for everything you've done. You are the great giver, the God who sees us and hears us, the God who provides for us, and we honor you today. In Jesus' name, somebody said, amen.